Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 8 and Episode 30 overall of Crass. I'm George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. George, for the 30th yes. time I'd like to introduce this uh, episode of Crass with a question. It's Paul's Question Time! Paul's Question Time! Paul's Question Time! George. Yes? Paul's Question Time. Who is the most underrated national treasure? Who's the most underrated national treasure? Yeah, like the sort of the na- someone who you think is a national treasure who doesn't get talked about very much. Um. <sighs> don't sigh. I'm thinking. No, I'm not. I'm just oh, just every week. I mean, I would have had I would have had Bob Hoskins on the list. Certainly, I don't think yeah, he yeah. was appreciated as much. Well, this is this is the thing. I don't want to make it morbid straight away. But can a dead person be a national treasure if they've got to be alive? So I've got... Okay, so you're moving the goalposts again. No, that's a question. Would you say that a national treasure has to be alive or can they be dead? Well, I would say he lives on through his work. I mean, the Long Good Friday, for example. He's just (laughs) so brilliant in that. that You you know, you can't go, he's dead. Like that when you watch it, he's... He, He is, though. All right, Jesus... I'm just saying, there's no point denying these things. All right, Emma Thompson, then. Emma Thompson? Well, Emma Thompson's not talked about. She's huge, she's massive, she's always talked you know, about. No, there are no right answers, are there? You can have that questions. answer, I just think it's a shitty one. She's under. She's underrated, though. Underrated. Emma Thompson. She's just. She's got a big, massive film coming out this year for Christmas. Yeah, that's why with I her, uh, Game of Thrones in it. it. All right. All right, who would you say, then? Right. Alive? Yeah. Floella Benjamin. Who? Floella Benjamin from Play School. <laughs> Not a national treasure if you don't know who she is. You've got to know who they are. Oh, that's, the whole thing was that it's supposed to be underrated. Yeah, but, <laughs> but if they're a national treasure, they've got to be known. And if it's if we're going to include dead people, which I never objected to, well, you, you kind I'd of say did. Richard Massingham. Now, Richard Massingham deserves... National treasure status, yeah, absolutely. So 100%. does Floella Benjamin. I think you'll find and Emma Thompson. I like Emma to Thompson. Be honest, George, What's wrong with that? Um, all right, no, it's fine. You're allowed to like her. It's fine. I'm just the underrated part. I would not deny that she's a national treasure. Right. I would deny that she's underrated. Yeah, but when you see these lists of national treasures, it's normally people like. Um, uh, Here we go. He's got to think about one now. Stephen Fry, he always comes up. National treasure, Stephen he does, Fry. Yeah. You'd never. Fry. He's like the first thing that springs to mind when you think national treasure. Oh well, yeah. Now, so let's name some national treasures. Let's see um, how long it takes us to get to Emma Thompson. And if you say her straight away, I'm gonna be furious. Well, I can't. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Miranda Hart. Um. Catherine Tate. Danny Dyer. <laughs> David Walliams. Jimmy Nail. Brian Blessed. Jonathan Creek. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Ken Russell. Ken he's, Russell. He's dead though. So. <laughs> yeah. Well no, I never you've I had this Richard idea e. that Grant. I've Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. He's not a national treasure. You've got to be really good at what... You've got to be, like, amazing. Tom Jones. I would say Tom Jones is a, probably a national treasure, yeah. Bruce Forsyth. Good game. You say a name, Brucey. He, he, he was a national treasure, but he is dead now. So... I'm not... I shouldn't laugh. I'm not laughing at <laughs> Bruce Forsyth being dead. It's just a ridiculous this is quite conversation a fun game, we've this. got. Into. This is a fun game. You, you name a celebrity and I say if they're a national treasure or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh Timothy Spall. Uh not quite. What? No, but National Treasure. I'm not saying that he's not amazing. He's not brilliant. He's a National but Treasure. National Yeah, but National Treasure status means you have to really like constantly be in the public eye. I don't think Timothy Spall is in the public eye enough. Mm. 
I don't see. I don't buy your Although definition actually, of national treasure. Saying that, saying, I mean, oh yeah, you're right actually, because that just totally undermines the whole question that I've just asked you for Paul's question. Time. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. You actually can't be an underrated national treasure. It's impossible. So, I mean, that just that sums up Paul's question time to me. Listeners, I, I'm now going to announce formally mm. that after this season of Crass, I will be killing Paul's question time. Thank there will the be Lord. no more. There'll be no more Paul's question time. I know. Please stay with us, though. I don't want that to mean that you never listen again. I just—it's become too hard to come up with a question mm. and deal with this sort of shit every week. <laughs> I love that you're saying this as an inconvenience for you. Me having to answer your stupid fucking questions every week is a problem for you to have to put up with me whinging about it. Well, it does feel a bit like that, George. Selfish. So anyway. Two more Two Paul's more. question times after this. Thank, thank God. And then after that, don't worry, there'll be something else. Something I'll come up with something else that's really brilliant to start every podcast with. Don't worry, listeners. It's the start of a bold new uh, direction for Crass. I mean, fuck knows when that's going to happen, because, I mean, Jesus Christ knows <laughs> when we'll be back. 2025, <laughs> I think, probably. <laughs> probably, to be honest. Correspondence. Right, have we have we had any? I haven't. I checked the crass inbox and I couldn't find any emails I'd made at the, in the. In, uh, uh, <laughs> Paul, what emails have we had this week? Well, George, I've got some. Even if you haven't seen them, okay, definitely not made up. So the first one we've had. I mean, they're not good emails, to be honest, George. No. Telling um, me who's emailed this week. <laughs> Well, I won't tell you who's emailed in. All I'll say is that the subject line is crass correction. Oh, fuck off. Paul, salt and vinegar twirls are not crisps. How many times? <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. George, you should have corrected him, but you didn't. I shall no longer be listening to crass on my EastEnders lunch breaks. Goodbye. Yours, would yet. <laughs> so... <laughs> Unfortunately, we've lost um, oh, no. Adam Wood yet as a listener, oh. which is a real shame, actually. Got it. Because, I mean, that's another listener I gone, mean, and a famous one as well. I've got a slight crisp-based crass correction f- for the, relating God to those. Fucking hell. Aren't they salt and vinegar twists? Uh, they're twirls, I thought. I thought they were twists. I don't know. I don't eat them. But I would, I would say my my I would guess these were Morrison's. Remember, ah, okay. I did so say their they were own brand might be twelves. Yeah, oh, okay. so I think they are. They call them twelves at Morrison's. Mm. I'll take so. your word for it, which is, is foolish of me because you've got a reputation <clears throat> for not knowing have, about crisps. I have got a real crisp reputation. I love crisps, but I'm not very knowledgeable. It seems. Which ones, uh, Adam Woodyat? Is he? Ian Beale. He's Ian Beale. Ian Beale's not listening. I know. I'm wondering how he got hold of it. I wonder if he's in the same WhatsApp group as um, Errol. <laughs> and <laughs> well, we were. Yeah, but I'm worried because we were slagging off Danny Dyer the other week, and if they're That's in any Stenders WhatsApp group or oh, on set, dear. it might come up. <laughs> Danny Dyer isn't going around talking to Adam Wood yet. That's no. like the kind of the school bully. Like being mates with the right nerdy kid. It's like if me and you have been friends in school. Yeah, it would ludicrous. It wouldn't happen. It's only <laughs> well, now we're adults that we can actually. I mean, obviously Danny Dyer and Ian Beale are <laughs> grown up. They're grown ups, but you know they are. They're actors in EastEnders, so that's basically the them. same as high school, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. I, re- I bet it is. <laughs> I bet it's awful working on EastEnders. I bet it's lovely working on Corrie. Yeah. I bet all they're, they're all lovely people. EastEnders, horrible. Mm. I mean, I'm just guessing. That's just my assumption, just, yeah. my opinion. <laughs> it's just prejudice on your part, but whatever. Um, did we have another one? We did, actually, yeah. We've lost um, Woody Unbelievable. There's no subject line for this one. It just goes straight in. Mm. Just started listening to your podcast. I like a joke as much as the next man, but my family are not for you to ridicule for a shitty podcast. You'll be hearing from my lawyers. Lots of love. Ben, Marina, Iona, Ludo and Boggle Vogel. <laughs> oh. Boggle. 
Oh dear. Um, so that's another potential listener we've pissed off. I don't know if you remember, George, listeners. In the very first episode of Crash, we had a go at Ben Fogel. Um, yeah. Was this because of that a... interview he did where he said he likes to throw his children off scaffolding? Well, this is the thing. He does have. There is a. There is a PS at the bottom. PS. Thanks for the parenting tips, though. They've actually turned out to be very useful. So, obviously. <laughs> We did help him a bit, but now he's not going to listen, and we yeah. might be in some sort of legal trouble. Mm. Um, well, if Childline get involved, I just want to say we'll now be... we are not responsible for his actions. If if he's no. an unhinged man, <laughs> <laughs> let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Uh, I think. So that's uh, oh, start the presses again for fuck's sake! It's the end of class correspondence. God. I won't be doing that jingle next season, listeners. Thank, thank the Lord. But you've Can got we... two more, maybe. Yeah. Just send emails more. in to crasspodcast at gmail.com and you'll get to hear that yeah. again. Yeah. Great. Crass tomato catcher. Crass tomato catcher. Crass tomato catcher. Crass tomato catcher, crass tomato catcher, crass tomato catcher, crass tomato catcher with you. So George, uh, what you've been up to this week? Well, tell I've... me what you've been up to this week. <laughs> <laughs> Are we just turning every feature into telling <laughs> just... me what you've blanked this week? <laughs> Maybe that's the eventual fate that's not of a bad crass. idea. I mean, I th- no, it's I'm, not. The title "Crash Tomato Catchup" is still beyond me. If I'm honest. Oh, for goodness! Well, well, I just I'm not going to explain it to you because you're never going to understand. No, it. but what's tomato with you would have been would have been better. I think. <laughs> what's tomato with you? What tomatoes have I been doing puree this week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> peeled plum in a tin. Uh, so I went to London a couple of days ago. Yeah, but hang on, hang on. Before you say this, <laughs> you, the, the bit that's relevant to the feature is the ketchup bit, <laughs> so you, which you've jettisoned in favour of the tomato. <laughs> so now it's just some sort of random tomato feature. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry, carry on. Well, it's time for crass tomato ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> you went to London this week. I went week. to London, yeah. Um, I, I, I stayed oh. over the night. Um, yeah. I, not much happened, to be honest, but I'm going to try and You're spin joking. It out. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, I was staying near Finsbury Park. Which is which was nice. Uh, I was there to see the Philip Glass Ensemble perform at the mm-hmm. Barbican Centre, performing music with changing parts, which was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. But um, now I don't know. Do you know much about Philip Glass, Paul? I know that he did the soundtrack to Candyman. Yes. Do you He's like done... that, George? I haven't seen Candyman. The poster's got a wasp crawling into someone's eye on it, so that's why. Uh, yeah, there are there are barb bees in it. Oh, there's please, no, whatever. there's not a lot of, there's not really any eye damage in it, to be honest. No, but, I don't think you'd like it though, George. No. But is the music good? Music's very good. It's very minimalist. Yeah, right. But um, yeah. yeah, it's good. As you, as you'd. I know he also did that bit of music that goes dun 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 dun. The one that they should have used as the theme tune for Tipping Point. They really should have. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, that's Jean-Michel Jarre, but never mind. Um, <laughs> Philip Glass's Oxygen. I remember that. That's my favourite of his works. <laughs> but no, it's, his music is... I, I think if you looked at it on paper, it wouldn't be the case, but it's it's often described as being repetitive. Mm. Um, but actually, it does change gradually. It was um, astonishing to, to see a piece of his music being performed live, but it was even more astonishing to turn around and look at people who looked absolutely bored 
<laughs> it's like, what did you expect? This is what his music's like. If you don't, you know, I knew what it was going to be like and I loved it. But if yeah. you, it's like they've gone, oh, Philip Glass, I'll get a ticket for that. And then hated it. And it was weird. It was so weird how many people looked like they wanted to be anywhere else. They were probably quite annoyed because he didn't play that magician bit of music that I just sang. <laughs> and like, that's what they were going to expect. That's what they went for. <laughs> going to expect. That's what they were... Look, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I also, whilst I was in London, I was at a crossing uh, near Victoria <laughs> Station and I walked uh-huh. past Grayson Perry, the artist. <laughs> wow. Gen- genuinely can. walked past Grayson Perry. Yeah. Why are you saying genuinely? Like well, a lot of the stuff we talk about on this podcast didn't actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't trust anything we say. Yeah. Well. So we've got to say genuinely just to assure you that it actually did happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, speaking of stories that are always true, uh, I thought I, as I was in London, I I had oh, another sh- tube tale. I was dreading this. Mm. Well, shall we play the jingle? Yeah. Mind the gap. So I was in London. I was on the tube. And um, I got on the tube at King's Cross. Uh And when I got on the tube, I had my big wheelie case and, and stuff. And there were some priority seats. Do you know the seats that right. fold up so you can put wheelchairs? Yeah, I know the ones, yeah. And there was a guy uh, sitting on the priority seats. He had two of them folded down and was just stretched out, spreading across them both. <laughs> right. And then at the next stop, uh, a man in a wheelchair got, got on. Oh, dear. And the guy was on his iPhone, and he just looked up at the guy in the wheelchair and then just looked back down at his phone and wouldn't <sighs> move. Oh, God. What did you do, George? Well, I just sat there. Um, well, stood there. I stood up. I have to say, I wasn't just sitting down, uh, okay. being a jerk. I stood up, uh, but I didn't intervene. I just observed. I mean, it's like Attenborough with those nature programs that are insufferable and unwatchable. He doesn't intervene. Wow. He just lets them get on with it. I mean, so, he is a national treasure, and you just yeah. But... Wow. Yeah, but it doesn't mean his programs are any good, does it? We've, I mean, we've established that you know shit all about animals yeah. in our fr- in our frequent games of the weakest link yeah. for uh, <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> so obviously, you just that you just shitted on something you don't understand. All right, there's loads of stuff you don't understand. I don't go on about it. No, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the guy in the wheelchair says, "Excuse me, would you mind if I if I took the space?" And and the bloke who was manspreading, he just went, I pay my taxes. Right. And just went back to his phone. Okay. And the wheelchair guy said, what's that got to do with, with anything? And he just went, you get benefits out of me. I'm not get, you're not getting my chair right. as well. Who do you think you are? Okay. Push off. And I just then was, well, it just got really ugly. No one intervened because it's London. How did it? Well, okay, describe how it got ugly. There was a fight. Um, how did that? How, okay, what did that look like? Who was what? There was who threw what punch when? Well, the bloke. The, the, it just carried on, and how did it carry on though? It just, it just, it just did. It just. You're just getting very vague, George. Didn't it? Didn't happen. No, it didn't happen, did it? No. You just wanted to spice up your failing dead, dead, your moribund feature tube tales with a with a fictional story of tube fun. I mean, and you didn't even have a fun. It wasn't even fun. It was horrible. Some poor disabled person. I did walk past Grayson Perry, though. That was true. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been good if there was more of a story to that, but you just walked past the artist. So, George, why don't you tell me what you've been watching this week? Telling me what you've been watching this week. You tell him you saw it on the, um, the telly. 
so I, again, it's a common thing to say, but I haven't really watched anything this week. But what so I have the catchphrase. What I have watched <laughs> are sort of little bits that I've made um, notes of. So I did, mm-hmm. you know, on challenge one night, I happened to to flick onto the weakest link, um, an yes. old repeat of the weakest link, which, as we know, has spawned the best video game quiz show adaptation in history. Genuinely, it has. I would say it's one of the best video games ever made, full stop. Now, there were a series of really, really stupid uh, questions and answers, but I just thought I'd share with you what I thought was the worst of them. (laughs) Okay. So, here goes. Okay. Of which Oscar-winning Swedish-born actress did John Gielgud once say, she speaks five languages and can't act in any of them? Wow. Uh, Swedish, five languages. Um, yeah, Ingrid Bergman. Yeah, Ingrid Bergman is the right answer. Uh, the contestant yeah. on the weakest link said Ulrika Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it, Paul? Can you believe that? <laughs> I've got to say, George, when I was thinking about doing a stupid answer instead of the actual one, that did flash into my mind. <laughs> Rika Johnson, famous actress. (laughs) Well, John Gielgud would obviously have a lot to say about Rika Johnson. That is a terrible answer. Yeah. So I watched that. I watched that this week. There were some other stupid answers. I can't really remember. But none that were quite as good as that one. As good slash bad as that one. Um, I also... I found a YouTube channel um, this week that... Right. Now, it's going to sound weird, and then it's going to sound good weird after. So just bear with me. I found a, a YouTube okay. channel belonging to an 18-year-old girl called Taligia right. Crockford. Taligia Crockford. That yeah. is a good name. Taligia. I've never heard of anyone called Taligia. No, I haven't either. Taligia Crockford. Um, Crockford is also a good surname. And Well done. There are about four videos on this channel uploaded right. about five years ago. So, really, I found a 13-year-old's YouTube channel. Yeah, this is sounding a bit weird. But it's four videos of her playing the uh, xylophone. Right. And and vibraphone in one of them. Um, She played the gallery music from Vision On in one of them. Okay, now, yeah, okay. There you go. It's making sense now, George. I get it now. um, I'm going to just play you a sample of that one. Okay. It's it's quite good. Um, (laughs) Again, a classic bit of music. Yeah. She's 13 in this video. Yeah. That is brilliant. That is really good. There's one of her playing uh, the Scott Joplin classic, The Entertainer. (laughs) Hey! Do you know what? This is that. This is actually the problem with this podcast. Is when you started talking about this, I just expected negativity, yeah, bitterness, and then you, what you've done is you revealed something that's genuinely good. No, it was yeah. I'm not. I'm being sincere here. I really like. Yeah, I really like these videos. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. The thing is, though, she's not uploaded anything in five years. Do you think she's okay. grown bored of the xylophone at this point? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. <laughs> she might have moved on to better things. I hope... I mean, that's a shame. The only other thing I watched this week... Um, it, it, I'm going to just ask a question. If you've seen it, you'll know what I mean. George's you, question time. George's question time. Um, <laughs> Paul. Yep. What have they done to Churchill? <laughs> have you seen this? Um, no, I haven't seen a Churchill ad. I mean, I presume I presume you mean Churchill the yeah. nodding dog. Yeah. I haven't seen it since. I remember, obviously, when uh, Bob Mortimer and Vic Reeves used to do the adverts, mm. and they were great. Yeah. But they've done something to him now. Yeah, they've made Churchill oh, realistic no. instead of one of those nodding what? dogs. Uh, so he's... They've put him on a skateboard, 
just skating past stuff. Oh my god! And they've removed no. the signature. Oh yes. What? They've no, that kind is of, mental they still to me. say, that is "Oh insane. yes," but it's not. It's not Churchill. Could you send me this video? I um, need to see. Yeah, this I'll have to have for myself. No, oh, he doesn't have that prepared. Dead air jingle. <laughs> <laughs> there is some dead air. Some dead air. Some dead air. Some dead air. There is dead air. There is dead my heroes Churchill <laughs> oh no oh I'm just seeing the thumbnail is oh this can fuck right off oh and they've got that kind of coke advert thing where it's like oh it's like but it's Churchill the fuck right off with the oh yes I know it's bad isn't it Churchill because it's like he's chilling, mm. Churchill. Mm. Fuck right off with that. That is bullshit. Isn't George, it? I want you to include a proper Churchill advert, just to sort of, for the listeners who aren't familiar, because yeah. most of our listeners are about 12 or whatever, <laughs> just so they'd know how it should be. Yeah. Here is a real fact, Churchill commercial. Oi, Churchill, could you save me up to 30% on my car insurance? Oh, yes. With 24-hour assistance if I have an accident? Yes. A five-year guarantee on repairs? Yes. A free courtesy car whilst you're fixing mine? Oh, yes. Oh, and can I have my own personal chauffeur called Les? Uh, no. But you could still save me up to 30% on my car insurance? Oh, yes. Obviously, that's not him. The, the, even this one, he's CGI. I don't mind him being CGI or anything. It's the yeah. fact that they've removed the fact that he's meant to be a nodding dog. So, yeah, that... That's really annoying me. I, it was nearly a thing's what got on me tits, but I thought, <laughs> if I do that, then we've got fuck all for telling me what we've been watching this week. So. But yeah, can you believe it? Well, that they've, we they've can done that to retroactively church, call it a thing. A thing's what get on me tits. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's awful. I hate that. I really hate pointers. that. Paul, do you want to tell me what you've been watching this week? Well, George. Um, we're recording this on the 5th of November. Mm. Remember, remember the 5th of November. It's bonfire night. Um, now, I know you hate Halloween. Yeah. What, what are your feelings on bonfire night? Um, equally down on bonfire night, really. Um, it's down on bonfire well, night. Uh, well, listen, fireworks have not been interesting to me since I was no, about six. I mean, even if not earlier boring. than that. You know, but I, I would say six definitely the last time. Yeah, the last time I had any interest, and that was when you might remember this, you might not. Uh, do you remember the Millennium Firework display for Vaguely. New Year's Eve '99 into 2000? Well, basically, if I'm remembering rightly, loads of the fireworks went off on the dot 12 midnight, and then just went straight into the Thames and didn't explode. <laughs> And that was the last time I thought, oh, that was interesting. <laughs> when they failed to actually do what fireworks do. Yeah. I agree, actually. Fireworks not doing what they should do is actually more interesting. Hence why I've been watching what I've been watching this week. Well, I did have a few more things to whinge about. Oh, fucking hell, go on then. Well, just, right, so there's that. Fireworks not interesting at all. Boring, noisy, horrible smoky they're polluting the planet the world is dying paul (laughs) and people are setting off fucking fireworks and should we be selling explosives to the public is that is that a good idea it is a bit odd it is a bit insane that they're still being sold publicly i mean who's setting them off in the garden now yeah i find that really weird that you that you can go into a supermarket and buy explosives it's odd it's like these people want isis to win paul do you know what i mean (laughs) And, 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 I hate when people go, oh, the last, per-. there was a Facebook page with this name, I think. The last person to enter Parliament with honourable intentions was Guy Fawkes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Will you please? It's Facebook humour again. Yeah, Terrible. so I hate Bonfire Night. I hate, I hate Treacle Toffee. I hate, I just hate it. Steady. I hate it. I'll tell you what, well... So what have you been you know watching what, George? this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, to be honest, George, I'm a bit ambivalent about Bonfire Night as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, uh, mm. Mm. But 
what I'm always reminded of uh, when we get to this point in the year are old public information films about yes. fireworks, which has got to be the best part of Bonfire Night. Yeah. The best thing to come out of Bonfire Night are those public information films about going back to fireworks, lighting sparklers, kids getting them in their eyes. Again, not quite. I was scarred by those as a kid. I found them really upsetting. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's what's good about them. Proper. I remember <laughs> one with just this kid whose face had melted in, and it was just yep. upsetting. Oh, brilliant. There was another one I mean... that was... that was. Um, at, oh, I'm going to get this slightly wrong, but I think it was Bolton Fire Brigade had done a straight-to-VHS <laughs> almost parody of Phoenix Knights, <laughs> but with fuck? cheeky... Uh, cheerful, like, you know, people dressed as squirrels sort of thing. Right. Uh, talking about mental. the dangers of fireworks and all that. <laughs> I remember that. I want to f- try and find that. Sounds brilliant. That's what happens when you get a greater Manchester education. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was wondering, do people still have public information? Do they still make those? Well, I don't know. Not like the scary kind, but like a modern equivalent. I, I re- vaguely recall seeing something like that on on telly a couple of months ago for something else there was a public information film yeah right but but they are they are great i really like educational programming like that i find it really interesting well we we were saying before weren't we about richard massingham whose public information films of the 40s and 50s are brilliant genuinely brilliant films yeah they're really yeah and they all i think more than any other kind of um, visual medium, they actually they really sum up the time they were made. Yeah, like a real time capsule. Those public information films and educational films in general, mm. and I think they're vastly underrated as in in film within cinema history. Yeah, I agree. Genuinely, not not joking here. Not being facetious no. or silly. Yeah, I agree. There's some great um, DVDs uh, out there, listeners, if you want to get into public information films. You can order them off Amazon if you want, but you could go into your local uh, <laughs> high street... Music uh, shop. Music stroke video shop chain. Just look for the has big a dog, dog for the logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can order them. I don't know why we can't say HMV when we're just talking about it in general. Well, I don't know why we can't say that I'm not working there. I just, I think we got into a little habit. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's loads of really good ones. Uh, check them out, listeners. Yeah. Public information films. A, perfect for this time of year. A crass recommendation. <laughs> so if people were to look into watching some public information films. Are there any you recommend, either good ones or not so good ones, but that are worth watching? I think the classics are um, uh, Lonely Water, or is it Dark and Lonely Water, something like that, the one with um, the creepy man who talks about... uh, Donald. Who does the voice? Is it Donald Sutherland? No. Fuck, who's the fella? Um, Oh, he's Bond. Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasance is um, the voice in it, and he's like, oh, sensible children. It's good. That one's good. Yeah. The AIDS one with the big tombstone and John Hurt, that one's pretty good. Um, any Richard Massingham you want to... Richard Mass coughs and sneezes, obviously. That's the king. Yeah. But um, Five Inch ba- five inch Bather, or is it five... I think it's Five Inch Bather. Yeah. That one's a good one. Uh, is it Advice to Travellers? Five Pounds in Notes is, is uh, the think... subtitle to that. <laughs> yeah, that one's good. <laughs> Yep, that's good. Yeah, just just one that I would one that I watched quite, again quite recently uh, is Apaches. Yeah, um, which for listeners who don't know, it's it's a, it's on it's in, the whole thing is on YouTube if you want to watch it. But it's a film about the dangers of um, just playing on a farm. Ben Fogel, you might want to <laughs> check it out for some <laughs> just some tips, some advice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to run down the plot, basically. There's these, like, six kids or whatever. I can't remember the exact number. And they're playing, like, a sort of colonialist game where they're, like, Apaches. Yeah. Um, And they go and play on this farm. 
and they each sort of die in various gruesome ways like every day but they keep going back to play on this farm and the whole thing there's this kind of framing device mm. where the main kid in it called um danny i think his name is where danny is yeah. um he's he's narrating over these images of his mum and dad preparing for a party mm. and the first kid on the first day a <laughs> uh, kid jumps on the back of a, a lorry yeah. uh, and he falls under the wheel On the second day, they're playing like some sort of hide-and-seek game and a kid uh, just jumps in a big pit of shit. Ah! Daddy! 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 And then on the third day, back at the farm again, third day, um, they sit there and they're all, they're all kind of playing this sort of game where they're doing this initiation yeah. and the girl says... Yeah, come on, let's have a drink. And they, they decide to drink this uh, bo- bottle of stuff they find. But one of the kids says, Hey, I'm not drinking that. You don't know what it is. And the girl says, Well, just mime it, like we did in the school play. And then they pass it around, they all mime it. But then she just drinks it. Um, like, she, I mean, it was her idea to just mime it. Yeah. Fucking unreal. That's it, though. She drinks That's, it. I think the message of Apache's there is that one of the worst things in life is to be someone who doesn't follow their own advice. <laughs> you probably... <laughs> That's the main. That is probably the main uh, message. Yeah. And she goes, she drinks it. She's like, "Oh, I'm fine." And then she goes home and she dies mm. horribly in the night. Mommy! Ah! Mommy! Uh, and then the next day, gate falls on a lad. Ah! Yeah, the lad incidentally <laughs> was played by Phil Davis out of uh, Quadrophenia and other really. St- yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. And then on the sixth day. Mm. The uh, lad just gets on a tractor. Main lad, Danny, gets on a tractor and he just drives it down a hill. <laughs> then it's revealed that the framing device mm. was was a party for his... The party was his wake, listeners. Ooh. Can you believe that? Ooh, Ooh. what a twist. That's like we're back at Halloween. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so that's Apaches. Apaches there, of course, directed by John McKenzie, who directed The Long Good Friday. It's a very odd departure for yeah. him, because it's really badly directed, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But there we go. The Long Good Friday is brilliantly directed, so maybe you, oh, have, yeah, to, yeah. Maybe you have to cut your teeth on something as, as shoddy as Apaches. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. One for the man, one for the soul. George, it's been a few weeks now since I had my first Boston time, Mm. so I thought I'd better go back to Birmingham uh, just to kind of see if I can find uh, this girl, Esther Mm. or Fester, who, who saved my life, basically. And I thought, while I went, I'd record a little... Crass Field Report. Hey. Crass Field Report. Have a Boston time. And I'm far, far away with my head up in the clouds. And I'm far, far away with my feet down in the crowds. Let it loose around the world. But the call of home is loud, still as loud. Right, let's get this show on the road. So, what am I doing today? So, I'm going to Birmingham today. I'm going to try and find Esther or Fester. Sorry about the cars, I'm walking past the main road. 
well, as mainly as you get in there. Enjoy which is still still one way. That's the whole problem with this uh, town is that it's only one-way streets. You've got to kind of. I mean, if you miss something, you've got to go around the whole thing. The whole system, baby. So yeah, taking the bus to Birmingham. I'm gonna see if I can find five guys will be the first port call. Uh, and after that, we'll have to see. I'll probably just have to just have a look around everywhere. Because I mean, apart from going to five guys, I don't know what else. Don't know what else there is to do. So yeah. You know, I'll, I'll check back in with you in uh, the second because obviously this is going to be cut down quite a bit. Bye. <sighs> right. Um, I'm at the bus stop now. Just outside Henry Brumel's Soups and uh, Queen Street Chippy. Uh, I've got uh, 20 minutes until the bus. Probably could have timed that better. Oh no, wait, it's coming now. Alright, bye. Right, on the bus now. It's quite empty. Ready for a nice relaxing uh, trip to Birmingham. Fingers crossed it's. Uh, I've, I've chosen to take the bus because um, I thought it'd be more relaxing than the train after, um, after last time. But um, we'll see. Thanks. Well, that was all right, really. Um, it was fucking better than the train, uh, and it's actually quite relaxing um, for a bit. Um, but got to a certain point just outside Birmingham, middle of fucking nowhere, and guess who gets on? Bloody Fabergé Anthony. Unreal. And he sees me. I've met the guy once, or I've met him once, and it wasn't a good experience. He sees me, and he like, sits next to me. I'm like, all right. And he's like, like, hello. All right, Paul, here's you going. And I'm like... It's fine. Um, and I forgot his name, which is a bit embarrassing. So he says, Fabergé Anthony. I was like, all oh, right. And then he does this like frowny face and he shakes his head and he's like, you know, this time we met you were very cruel to dying. And I'm like, oh, fucking, I don't want to hear this Fabergé Anthony, but he keeps going on. He then goes on a long rant about how good Ryan is. And oh, it just totally ruined my whole trip. Thankfully, we passed the cash generators and he got off pretty quick. He did have a big bag with him. He said he had, he had to do some some things. But, um, right, I'm here now in Birmingham, opposite TK Maxx. Uh, there is the station. So I'm going to pop in, nip into five guys, uh, and see if uh, I can find Esther or Fester. So, yeah, catch up with you that, in a bit. Right, so I'm in Birmingham New Street. Oh, it's like a palace. It's like a sort of train palace. But I don't know, listeners, if you haven't been to New Street, it's not just a train station. I mean, it's everything. You could live in here. I'm looking up, there's coffee places. You can get sushi. There's a John Lewis, an espresso, faux Vietnamese street food. It's like a sort of... It's like a wonderland, basically. It's like a kind of... If Alice had fallen down that hole running after that rabbit and she'd ended up here, she wouldn't have come home, clicked her heels and come home. I think I've got those mixed up. But um, anyway, it's, it's really nice is what I'm saying. Um, where is Five Guys? I can't remember where Five Guys is. Um, okay, I really can't find. There's a Krispy Kreme. There's Hemmer, whatever the fuck that is. So where is Five Guys? Everything looks the same. Yeah, man. So we're gonna, I'm gonna... I've passed the sushi. That's the sushi. M&S Simply Food. Pandora. 
That's where you get tickets, right? A normal train station. Fucking finally. Yo Sushi. Moleskin. That's a Scientology place. Samaritans. Leon. What's that? Oliver Bonas. Hotel Chocolat. Cafe Nero. Seaman's Mission. There's one of them Christmas shops. Like a kind of pop-up Christmas shop. Candies. Dixon's. Oh, there's Woolworths here. Five guys. Here we go. Right, I'm going to go in. Hi there, yeah, not bad. Cheers, thank you. Hi there. Um, yeah, does someone call Esther work here? Does someone call Esther work here? No, it might be called Festa. I can't remember, she helped me out the other day. It might be a ballroom store. Oh, there's another five guys. There's another five guys here in the ballroom. Right. Okay. Right, okay, thanks. Actually, while I'm here, I will have a, I'll have a bacon cheeseburger, actually. That's right. Cheers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, can I get tomatoes, lettuce, um, ketchup, and uh, pickles, please? Oh, and mayonnaise as well. Right, well, that's a bit of a, a bummer. Um, weird, it was definitely, I'm sure it was this one. Maybe it was boring. Can't it? Hmm. I was sure it was this one. Um, oh well. It's about 11 in the morning, it's probably a bit early for this, but I felt quite bad asking that and not ordering anything. Um, so, yeah. Oh. It's nice though. Right, I'll head on over to the ball ring. See if I can find her there. Right. This guy's playing piano over there. Looking annoying that. Um, so, right. It's a bit of a, a bit of a bummer. Right, I'm gonna try and get out of. Oh, I shouldn't have, a, shouldn't have had a burger at 11 in the morning. <laughs> Try and get out of here. Um, head over to the ball ring. Can't actually see how... I think this is the way I came in, but now it's all blocked off. All There's like all wooden panelling over all the doors. What? It's weird. Must be another way. Right. Come around this way. Poppies. Fascist. Um, come around here. Right, this looks promising. A couple of shovels on the wall. Normal. Normal for Birmingham. Just put some shovels on the wall. Why not? No, can't get out this way. Where the mobile phone case is being sold. Guy over there with his coat open, just loads of watches. Oh, it's a bit dodgy. This I'm not. In, I thought it was nice at first, but now it's now it's revealing its seedy underbelly to me. Everyone's there. Everyone's looking at me. I think they can sense that I'm not. I'm not from around here. Or it might be because I'm talking into this um, this recorder. Could be that. Must it be a cat? I mean, this is like a. Upstairs is like a kind of like a town centre up here. There's like all the high street shops and that. So restaurants over there. Oh my god. There's like there's homeless people just sort of sitting in the station. Just sitting there. Like it's like it is a street. Oh no, sorry, they're children, they're trying to the children. Use there. John Lewis, Clinton's cards, another blenders. There's no, I can't see anywhere getting out of here. I see, oh, hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. There's a little uh, pathway down here. 
pathway. Mm. No, no, it's not a pathway. It's not a pathway. It's just there's a flats. They've built flats in a train station. These are people's houses. I'm, I'm looking at people's houses. Fucking, sorry. This is mental. This is proper mental. I don't know how to get out of here. Is there, I don't know, maybe there isn't a way to get out. Maybe I'm just trapped here now. Forever. Oh, shit. How am I going to get the bus if I'm trapped in here? I have to get a bloody train. Right, I'm gonna get a train. I've sod this, I'm getting a train. I've failed. I'm just gonna have to face it, I've failed. I'll come back, I'll come back for you, Esther or Festa. But for now, I must leave this horrible, cursed place. I've got bloody 50 minutes to wait until I get me next year. 50 bloody minutes. 50 minutes. 50, there's a guy with a, just a skull mask on and wings. I don't know if that's a costume or he wears that every day. I'm buying some tickets now. Sick of this. £8.80. Bring more, more money. Unreal, this is. <laughs> I think you'd like this, George. It's like a kind of um, confetti chocolate cake, but it's all the ingredients in the jar are all piled up. I imagine you'd like that. Bolognese crisps. I mean, that is interesting. Spent enough on this. Spent enough on this trip. It's like a Christmas decoration, but he's a spaceman. It's good. Marshmallows. Christmas birthday. I mean, is this interesting? I'm getting out of it. I'm blowing this joint. I'm gonna get on my train. I'm just gonna sit on my train. Fucked off. It's meant to be coming here to meet the potential love of my life. All that's happened is I've had a burger and I'm about to shell out nine quid for a train. The bus was meant to save me this kind of aggro. That's why I took the bus. And now, bloody. Bloody rail system has trapped me. It's trapped me. It's forced me to use. Is this the system? They trap you inside New Street, so you've got to use the train. You can't leave unless it's by train. That's what they're thinking, bastards. Surrounded by them. Surrounded by brummy bastards. Getting on the train. Bag of M&Ms on the floor. be a dead body in here. It's empty for now but we'll see. Right mate. It's weird it's only when you when you leave and you come back to Troywich that you notice the kind of the smell. The sort of the smell of rustlers burgers sort of constantly in the air. Anyway, reflections on the uh, on the train journey. Not as bad as last time. Um, there was no sort of criminal activity. Um, although fucking, I wanted to record, but I didn't get the chance because bloody Adrian Charles sat next to me. Um, so he was just looking at me. I couldn't get my phone out at any point to record anything. So he was just staring at me. Well, weird. He's obviously come here for a day out. Um, but yeah, so back home now. Feeling a bit, a little bit low after the well wasted trip, wasn't it? Really, another another non-Boston time. I did, although I did see a billboard um, 
coming back. Uh, with, with these hula hoops, sort of max flavour hula hoops. I might try and track some of them down. Um, so yeah, I'll just a little it's just some kids try not to make contact with the kids in Droywich because any chance they'll get they'll stab you <sighs> anyway check in with you in a bit right I'm in Morrison's now just looking for these crisps ok there's normal hula hoops look at the hula hoops Wheat crunches. Hula hoops puffed. That's okay. And they're not the ones. I haven't got them. Oh, just um, just realised I subconsciously walked into the uh, into the to the booze aisle. Don't know why I've done that. Right, let's, um, let's get out of here then. I'm in Waitrose now. Uh, I think it's unlikely they'll have them, but you never know. There's regular hula hoops. Just loads of them. Baked. Hippies. Proper corn. Old posh materials. Old posh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing any here either. Nuts. Yeah, nothing. Oh, um, I've just subconsciously walked into the bit with all the wines. Don't know why I've done that. Gonna get out of here pretty quick. Right, let's go. Right. Well, bit of a shitter that, wasn't it? I mean, what? Let's 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 try and look at the positives of what happened there. I had a burger. That was about nine quid, though. So I don't know if I'm gonna. Don't know if I feel comfortable calling that a positive. Um. Positives. Do you know what? I'll be happy if I never have to go to Birmingham again. Never, never again. That's twice now. That is twice. Twice that the two two trips that should have been Boston times, but they weren't. They were. <laughs> is there a Brummy version of? Is there like a opposite of Boston? A brummy opposite. Shitting. Shitting times. Paul Austin's shitting times. <sighs> Can't wait to get home now. I'm going to have to call that other five guys. Walking past uh, Short Sue's house now. Oh. Just coming up. You alright? bacon! No, I'm alright. See ya. She's got like arms full of just cooked bacon. Arms full. She works at the card factory now. Mental. Yeah, so not an entirely successful trip. No, it did, to me it did sound a little bit like you wasted your time, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'd have, I still haven't managed to track down those hula hoops either. No. Listeners, if you can find some hula hoops, I think they're called Max Flavor. Are they the ones I had? Online. Are they the ones I had on my field report? What? 
I had some Did... big hula hoops, didn't I, on my phone? No, no, no. These, no, 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 no. These are not. They're not big hula hoops, mate. These are these are hula hoops with max flavour. All right, okay. <laughs> like, and I'm really intrigued to see what that means. Like, how mm. flavourful they are. Yeah, I still haven't managed to find them. I mean, it was really interesting because I sometimes say as a a slightly mean criticism of Birmingham uh, that it's exactly the same as life 40 years ago. <laughs> and what's astonishing is that you managed to find several shops that have long since been defunct, like Tandy's. That is weird. It is and weird. They've, like, <laughs> they've redone it as well since. They've actually done the place up since. Wow. But they've kept those old shops. I mean, it's like I said, George. I mean, it's like they're trying to build a sort of a, a, a living space, a city. Yeah. In a train station. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking, it's really weird. Freaked me out. And then they, you can't get out. Once you're in, you're, at, you're in there forever, unless you yeah. get a train. That's the only way out. <laughs> it's really strange. Any Anything else to? Uh, anything else you want um, to talk interesting, to me about? There's an interesting pronunciation of Moleskine as well, which I quite liked. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that. Mo- Moleskine. Moleskine, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I mean... To the untrained ear, it did just sound like you were listing all the shops that you could see in Birmingham for twenty minutes. But <laughs> but you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna you know criticize. Also no. uh it's good to see that you're uh, moderating your drinking as well. Yeah, you're well, not, I managed you're to not get going out without dwarfs. having anything. Yeah. Just I, I don't know why I'd ended up in those. They just that's the thing they do, they put the crisp bar right next to the booze. Mm. So you're obviously going to end up there no matter what you do. Yeah, inadvertently. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was great. I mean, it wasn't Boston, let's admit. No, it wasn't. But no. I enjoyed I enjoyed hearing uh, hearing your visit. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad you got something out of it, George. I am going to try and find... I'm still going to try and find Esther or Festa. Yeah. Because otherwise it'll weigh over me for the rest of my life what could have been. Mm. Even well, if that does mean taking another trip to Birmingham. But I ain't setting foot in fucking New Street again. No. no. Well, all the best with your search for Esther or Fester. Yeah. Thank you. Um, good luck there with There were it. genuinely just two shovels on the wall. Yeah. That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> it's proper weird. I don't know. Why have they just put some shovels on there? Because it's decorative, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That'll be it. It's a bit of brummy eccentricity. Mm. <laughs> Well, that's all for this week, folks. We've got... Uh, do you want to do the Twitter bollocks? Yeah, sure. The Twitter for the cha- the, the actual podcast Twitter is at the Crass Podcast. When yep. We don't do anything on it, really, apart from yeah. occasionally retweet obscure <laughs> Z-list celebrities yeah. and obviously post the new episode. That's it. Yeah. Basically, if you're looking for some fun social media activity, then... You have to find it elsewhere, BB. Yeah. Cheap Show Podcast, they've got a Twitter. Mm, well, yeah, their Twitter retweeted uh, Steve Stee McNeil singing a song <laughs> about the uh, Atari video game Pong, so I wouldn't wouldn't look to them for <laughs>, laughs, if I'm honest. Did you see that, Paul? No, did I'm not you insane. Not, no, but did you not think, oh, I want to see what he's... What... <laughs> Want to see what he's what what his song is like? <laughs> it was just that dead annoying song from Gilbert and Sullivan, but with consoles oh. instead of lyrics. And I and I hate Gilbert and Sullivan. So yeah, yeah. and you also hate Steve from Go Eight Bit. But I hate Go Eight Bit. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to target individuals, Paul. Let's not let's not say I hate him, right, but I sorry. do think his show is worthless, and I'm glad it's been cancelled. Um, you can so email that's the email you can ring us if you want um, you know us in real life yeah no don't <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk to you ring yeah, Paul if really you know don't. him no don't no don't ring me I won't I won't answer mm. um, that's it listeners we'll be back next week yep um, bye Bye.
Time for tipping point. Time for tipping point. On ITV One. Time for tipping point. Time for tipping point. On ITV One. With Ben Shepherd. With Ben Shepherd. Push Penny Arcade. Push Penny Arcade. Fickle contestants. Fickle contestants. Piece of this questions. Piece of this questions. ITV Daytime. ITV Daytime. Scheduling is bad. Scheduling is bad. Take all arcade games. Take all arcade games. And turn them into terrible game shows. Terrible game shows. Terrible game shows. Terrible game shows, terrible game shows. Time for tipping point. Time for tipping point. On ITV One. With Ben Shepherd. With Ben Shepherd.